Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome in. This is Coffee Break. Troy Shockley with you this morning. Beautiful morning in the capital city. And the show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David F. Versant, 459-8565. And Helena Public School Superintendent Rex Welts in here this morning. Rex, how are you? Great, Troy. And we we got to keep well. him distracted from staring out the window this morning. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it definitely, we definitely have one of the best views of all offices here in town. You really do, especially for anyone that's into uh, airplanes. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's a, it, it's really hard keeping Leo Dutton focused because okay. I look, it, they go by and I go, oh look, that's a cool plane, and he knows the engine, he yep. knows the specs. You know, uh, keeping Leo focused sometimes uh, here in the studio is difficult. Uh, but it might be a close <laughs> second. <laughs> We, we're uh, we were getting ready to start the school year last time you were here, and now we're we're full full on into it. We're in already. five days a week. Uh, kids are in school. Teachers there. Um, it, it's gone really well. You know, I've said before, I'm super proud of our of our students and our staff, but more importantly, of our community. I mean, mm -hmm. they bonded together. Uh, we're not seeing what we saw across the state you know we there wasn't the protest there wasn't the big um the, but the drama is that our community rallied together and our kids are in school and i i so appreciate our community yeah well and it's one of those situations where you know not everybody's necessarily 100 percent happy but that's not no. the case at any any school year right no like no not at all especially given the environment that we're in right you, you, there's just not one size fits all so you're, you're we're gonna have unhappy people um just trying to make the right decisions for our the majority of our of our students and our staff you know and in our community but uh i can't tell you enough uh, troy is is how proud i am of our of our community our staff and our students you know i went down to uh, i was able to get down to two football games capital played for the last two friday nights and uh it's it's relieving to see band in the stands mm -hmm. our student body their cheerleaders uh our community um it's it's a step back to normal i won't pretend that it is normal but it's a step back closer to normal yeah my daughter's on the uh the dance team and uh two weeks ago they got to perform and i asked her i said how did that feel being able to be back and doing your thing yeah. you know on the field and she just smiled yeah. you know and that that was that that said it all you no know words she, needed she was out there doing something that she loved on friday night on the field yep. and just it was that you know this is my thing and it's back and so that was neat to see just that you know what hey it was we they only had four practices and it wasn't perfect but for her it was it was everything yeah i i agree we've been um my admin team um out of may butler we've been down doing site visits and we've been to elementary and high schools and you can just see the look on kids face there might even be a um, a perspective that some of the students prior to covid just took school for granted and then mm -hmm. when it was removed and they're back again you can see the relief that that they appreciate being back in school. I actually said, how's school going? And a, and a kid says, oh, it's all right. And I said, would you rather be hybrid or five days a week? And there's no question. Right. Five days a week is where kids want to be. <laughs> no, no, don't put that on no, me. Yeah. No, that's not happening. You know, I think one thing that was a concern after remote learning a year ago was just how the retention was going to be, right? I mean, we always sort of lose that in the summer. And the thought was, you know, it was so hard for kids th to get through the year you know, what did they lose during that year? And then you tack on somewhere on top of it. And maybe that's more of a long-term thing before we can really see. But is there a feeling of there was a little bit of a loss that we're playing more catch-up at the front end of the year? Yeah, I think so. And you can couch it in a couple of different ways. But I would say that there's a lack of learning. We just didn't have the time to teach all the standards mm -hmm. that we needed. So um, 
obviously we would have a loss of learning or a drop back if you would like even would you see in the summer um, we just finished our uh, benchmark assessments for the fall so we really are going to be able to take a, a snapshot of where our kids are at and then be able to craft our instruction so that we are addressing the, that loss of learning i think it it's not unnormal you, you talk about you talk to leaders across the state, across the nation, is that everybody went through this um, downspike, and now we have to adjust and bring it forward. We brought back, um, coming through this in into the school year, we brought um, academic coaches into all of our elementary and, and middle school and high school, so to help recover our students. And so I think that's important to note that we're bringing in resources to help out. And so for parents, that uh, you know, they've got a kid going, you know, I'm having a hard time. There are resources available if they reach out, there, there's assistance there. Absolutely. Reach out to your principal, out to your counselors. And so social, emotional, and on the academic side, um, it's just going to take an all-out effort to get our kids back. You know, we'd like to get it back in a year. It may take a little longer, but the focus is there. In the next two years, we want to be back to where we were pre-pandemic. Yeah. Helena Public School Superintendent Rex Welts with us this morning. And uh, I did speak with one teacher that said they're a bit surprised at how the seventh graders were almost, uh, they, they weren't sure how to be in middle school. You know, yeah. it, it, even as far as, you know, the, the bells ringing in there in the hall, having a conversation like nothing happened because they didn't have that sixth grade year where they learned that. Right. It's almost like the seventh graders have to have a middle school 101 because they just they didn't have a normal school year. Yeah, we're seeing that even at the high school, the ninth graders, even the 10th right. grade. Right. So 10th and 9th and your seventh and sixth. And then you have your K-1-2. The K-1-2 students haven't really been trained. They don't know what that normal looks like. And so we've had first day of school for not one grade <laughs> right. level, but probably six yeah um, it's it is a unique phenomenon that uh, we're we're experiencing and it's just reteaching systems and routines yeah but but we're back in the schools you Absolutely. know, and that's a good thing. So all yeah. all of the hurdles, all of the you know the sort of the face palm moments of what are you doing? Like yeah. we're yeah. we're a month in. You should know this by now. Yeah. That all pales because we're we're in school five days a week. You know, and it's it's obviously important for students. They need to be there. Um, staff need their students in front of them. But it's it's good for our community. Uh, we don't want kids at home on mm -hmm. computers. You know, that's the last thing that we want to do. We want to remain in school five days a week. It's good for students. It's good for our community. Moms and dads need to be at work. And so it's really difficult, especially for the younger um, students, our elementary students to stay at home. So parents have to go watch. And so everything that we're doing around that uh, masking and, and distancing and air filters and washing hands is all about staying in school, academic, social, emotionally, but also good for our community. And that said, there, there are some, uh, some kids doing online again this year. Yeah. It, it was interesting. We didn't know what that was going to look like. We started putting out um, questionnaires uh, late last spring. How many? How many would you want to? How many of you parents are thinking your kids are going to go back online? You know, it's um, that dwindled down as the summer went on, and I mm. think it's a testament that kids want to be back in school. We we literally have sixty, roughly sixty K twelve students that are participating online, and so that's far less than we expected. But it also tells us that kids want to be there. They right. want to be in person. Well, and this is, uh, I guess, outsourced, right? The online, because last year it was it, it was our teachers really doing two different classes. Yeah, sometimes at the same three. time. Yeah. Yeah, and so now it was sort of that, you know, we can't put that on their shoulders again. Uh, and so you, yeah. you came up with a solution. That's right. The And that really stems from last year our, our staff would either teach – two platforms or three, sometimes uh, remote, synchronous, asynchronous. And so it was very difficult. I, I was a principal at Rossiter and I watched my staff 
um, work extremely hard. Uh, it's super proud of them, but it was a heavy lift and we just couldn't do that again. And so to have our, all of our staff back in the buildings and have that resource, we needed a platform for the 50 to hundred kids that we figured that was going to be there. And so we, we use an edge annuity. It's uh, much like we've been using for in the high schools for the last 20 years, Montana digital Academy. It's an online program. Obviously it's still, it's good, but we would rather have our kids in the building. Yeah. Yeah. So there are still kids uh, that are doing that. It is, you, you made it available, but, uh, I, I think it speaks pretty highly of the district that, uh, you know, what, what kid's going to come out and say, I love going to school, but a lot of kids obviously really enjoy some it. aspect of being there. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a blend model with that as well. And so we, we've, we are tailoring it, um, each family that has a, uh, a desire to look at that online program, uh, meet with their principals, meet with their counselors and, and we'll build that program out again. I, I, I truly, as we went back to the beginning, I think being in front of an adult, being in front of a professional mm-hmm. um, in the building on site is really our best options. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, the, the, you touched on it earlier. The, the masking issue has sort of been, uh, the, that's been the big thing you've had to deal with. Um, how is that working so far? As we go around looking at schools and we're visiting, kids are doing great. They're absolutely loving it. And I would say that that's the majority. There are going to be cases where students aren't doing well with that. Um, and then again, reach out to your school we provide opportunity. We can do additional mass breaks if needed, but all, by and large, Troy, it's going really well. And by no means is this what I want to do forever. You know, right. I, I want like I said at the beginning, I want to get into a mask and out of the mask as soon as we possibly can. But you look at our local environment um, where St. Pete's Health is and our local health care providers, they're struggling right now. And so um, the unvaccinated, the, you know, the, the 12 and up can be, the 11 and 12, can, 11 to 2 year old cannot be. And so this is just one more layer of protection. Um, and also if two students are wearing masks and they're a close contact, they don't deem to have to go home. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that's really important. If we're, if our goal is to keep kids in school, if we have two kids that are wearing a mask and their close contacts, one's a positive, one doesn't have to go home as long as they're, you know, physically distanced. And so I think that's an important variable to keep our kids in school. We don't know yet what the timeline is going to be, but Pfizer has come out and said, Hey, we've done this study, you know, for five to 11 year olds, this is safe. It's effective. They're supposed to start very quickly doing the paperwork, applying for FDA approval for that for younger kids. Would that change if, if the, I mean, like I said, we don't know the time frame. This could be a yeah. month, two months from now, but just if, if they came out tomorrow and said, Hey, you can now get your shots for, for five to 11 year olds. Does, does that change? the the masking policy in the district just because right now it's it it's not masked for the older kids who have the vaccine available to them. Correct. Yeah. And I don't think that'd be a, an instant change. You know, there's going to be a leg period of what it looks like mm-hmm. when your first shot, if it's, uh, if it's two, um, then your second shot, I think it does, um, play an effect, but it wouldn't be instantaneously. Right. Um, again, and then I'm not, it's a family choice, right? It's it's up to families if they're vaccinated or not vaccinated. So I'm not pushing that other than the fact that it seems to be one of our best defenses, but it is, again, a family choice. And I don't believe it's going to instantly change overnight as soon as we, it's not an aha moment right. like, here we go. It'll take a little while. Well, the governor came out with a, a ruling through, I mean, I guess officially the DPHHS came out with, with that rule. and But that that hasn't changed anything for the district. You, you sort of looked at that and said, you know what, we're doing what they said we should do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
It really was guidance. It was a suggestion. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily um, we had to. So um, we we carried on with our plan. We didn't change. And I, I do believe that our community is in a good spot because we haven't changed a lot. You know, we, we said what we're going to do and we're doing what we're doing. Right. And so there's no there has been no surprises. Yeah, there's so no confusion there. There's not. Everyone understands the route that we're on. And so um, to change up midstream and overnight and surprise people, I think that just causes um, anxiety and confusion. And we haven't been there yet. So um, kudos to my leadership team and our board. So no real conversation right now of, should we change this up? Should we, because it's, it's sort of like you said, you know, if, if it's working, let's keep doing it. Yeah. Every day I think, you know, I think about, uh, I don't want to be the leader that says this is the decision we'll never change ever again. Right. right? I, I, the environment, um, our variables change uh, daily and we're always in the conversation of what might it look like later? What can we do better? But with couch that around, don't make knee-jerk re reactions and see what's going on locally uh, versus uh, what's happening across the state. So, Rex, what are numbers in in schools right now? I mean, I, I'm not going to ask you to give exact yeah. numbers, but, you know, just in, in, in general, as COVID goes in our schools, how are we looking so far? You know, surprisingly well. Um, we have nearly 8,000 students, and on it, I get an update every day. And so we'll get one student out of this school, one student positive out of another school, one student, you know, collectively we'll have five, six, seven, eight um, a day. But in perspective, that's a, that's a low number mm -hmm. with the number of students that we have across the district. And so then close contacts, I, I guess at least at the lower grades, looking pretty good. Those kids don't have to go home because they're a mask. If they're in a mask, yeah. Again, yeah. less than or further than three feet, less right. than three feet, then that uh, that variable changes, then, then become close contacts. But uh, I will give a shout out to our nurses. They're working extremely hard, you know, doing that research, knowing where the positive is, looking at the close contacts and making sure that the, the, those students and families have been notified. Rex Welts is the Helena Public School Superintendent. He's joining us on Coffee Break this morning, and it's time for us to take a little break. We've got to do that at some point. So we'll go ahead and we'll do that now, and uh, then we'll be back here in a couple minutes to chat more. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back. This is Coffee Break. It's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant 459-8565. Rex Welts is in the studio with us this morning. He, of course, is the Helena Public Schools superintendent, and we were chatting during the break. So, you know, shout out to all the, uh, the Helena Public Schools schools and administrators and everybody that's listening this morning. I know we have folks that listen, Helena Middle School in particular. They, they, I was Rex, I was getting ready to tell you, they're always upset when I miss a day. It's like I ruined their morning when I'm gone. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. It's you're part of their daily, uh, their morning routine. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm the best part, but you know, it's just, I'm, I'm there. We can, we can say you are. 
I'm going to pretend let's, I am. Uh, Rex, the last time you were in, we were looking at a pretty significant shortage of bus drivers. You know, that's not that's one of those things where it's not directly you, you, you that that's contracted out, but obviously is is a huge impact on you. What does that look like right now? Yeah, and it hasn't gotten it is it's not better, uh, Troy. We're still anywhere from 18 to 22 bus drivers short. We normally run a crew of about 75. True that we do contract that out with for student, um, and they're working uh, every angle they can to get drivers mm-hmm. across the nation. You know, paraprofessionals, bus drivers, substitutes. Uh, are all low um, in supply. And so, yeah, it does affect us and it affects our community, our parents. Yeah. Wait, wait. So right now, how are they combating that? I and mean, basically, uh, do we have routes that are going early and routes that are combined and it's just yeah. sort of a, a game of Tetris? Yeah, un- it, exactly what it is. It's a puzzle piece, right? So our transportation department from our school district side, um, just working a Tetris game together, seeing how we can we can manage to get kids to and from. Um, but what it really consequences is, is that we have kids on buses for a long time, over an hour, mm-hmm. and that's uh, it's not acceptable, but there's no other other than just canceling routes. And so we are looking at, uh, uh, rather than uh, canceling routes, perhaps doing some blockout where you have bus service three weeks of the month and then not one week um, so that we can continue services and then just uh, rely on parents and maybe have the, supporting them to get their kids to school. Um, but it is obviously a, um, it's a hindrance for our community um, yeah. being that short. There's just no easy answer though, either. Uh, no, there's no, there's no fix. Uh, we ran campaigns. I know first uh, student ran a $4,000 signing bonus for anyone that had a CDL. If anyone's out there that uh, looking for that part-time split shift work Mm -hmm. uh super rewarding you know my uncle did it for years and years and one of the best jobs he's ever had working with kids but it has to fit your schedule so morning and afternoon but we're certainly looking for people and then there was a three thousand dollar signing bonus for anyone that didn't have their cdl that was willing for the training i i expect that to still be in place yeah so if you're looking for that uh that morning early afternoon gig it, it's out there. I'm pretty sure you could walk right in and Absolutely. start signing up. And and we and we do the training and yeah. pay for the training as well. What what you mentioned it uh, substitutes. What does our substitute pool look like? We're low. Yeah, we're we're low, and that that's the biggest uh, concern for me in the administration office right now is that uh, yeah, COVID has an effect on that. But if we don't have the the adults to be in the in the building mm-hmm. in the rooms, that's where we get uh, shut down, where we just can't uh, we can't put enough people in the buildings to run the building. And so, um, it's imperative that we have substitutes and a pool of substitutes that can we can uh, put out into and deploy into our schools so that we can keep them running. So I mean, I I guess short recruiting drive this morning i mean who, who could be a substitute anyone <laughs> we uh we there are certified and, and uncertified substitutes that are needed and so working with our hr department in the district office if anyone is uh, inclined to work in with uh, the youth please reach out to us we'd love to have you work for us yeah well and the nice thing uh, on that side of things i guess is that uh, you 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 can make it fit your schedule you know yeah. if you only want to be available on Tuesday, you can, you're only available you Tuesday. You can pick and choose. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that works. So uh, give the, give the office a call. I'd love to hear that somebody called the office this morning and signed up to be a substitute teacher. I, I was a substitute teacher, Rex, for uh, two, three years. Good for you. Yeah. And now look at you. Yeah. You're, now, you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> 
look look how far I've come. No, it, it was yeah. actually it was a lot of fun. It, yeah. it really really was, and uh, it was in a, a smaller district. It's up in uh, in, in Broadview, but uh, a whole lot of fun, oh, and yeah. uh, it, it really is rewarding. It it really is. Uh, you know, the first time subs that come through my buildings, and remember I've been a principal for years, and so I'd see. Uh, new people come into the building just scared, either scared of the older kids or the younger ones. Right. And at the end of the day, they absolutely loved it. It's, it's almost addicting. The kids are so respectful. They do what you ask them to do. Um, they treat our guests in our buildings remarkable. Um, and I think, again, a testament to our community. Yeah. So uh, give give the school district a call. Tell them Troy sent you and you know, sign up to be a substitute teacher or, or a bus driver. Uh, any other news? Uh, we've got uh, we got about six minutes and change left with uh, Rex Welts this morning, I guess, uh, and some other news. The district has been working on multiple buildings, you know, renovations, upgrades, all that during the summer. Uh, how how is that going? Are we where we want to be yet? We're in a good spot. Yeah, we we've had uh, many projects. Uh, most notably, Vidge Field. If you haven't mm-hmm. had a chance to see that new lighting, a ten lane track, uh, it looks great. Concreted in those. I really like the yeah. fence on the opposite side. It got just rid- got rid of the bushes yeah. and the yeah. new fence up. It looks great. Yeah, it looks good. It feels good. Um, the sight lines are great. You know, we put LED lights in. Uh, it just needed an upgrade, and so that looked. Um, and turned out really well. Uh, Jefferson Elementary, an HVAC system. You know, it's interesting that uh, for whatever reason, but I think COVID has affected every aspect of our life, right? 60 to 70% of food trucks have supplies. Uh, we're, we're waiting for HVAC equipment coming out of uh, south, uh, uh, maybe Denver. And there's 200 trucks loaded, but no drivers. And we're having a hard time getting the, the equipment to the site to even install it. And so there are delays, but it's really a shortage of of people driving yeah. and so uh, uh other than that uh, our maintenance department our it department over the summer just really nailed it got schools ready they're clean they're ready for um for students and staff and so um a lot of good projects taking place and there always will be that deferred maintenance mm-hmm. we always will have a roof to put on we'll always have a sidewalk to fix or an hvac system but uh i'm i'm proud of our our maintenance yeah well and new to some folks probably uh some of the security upgrades at various schools that's been sort of every year a few more schools get added to that list i know it was a little different for me i had to take something to my daughter out at capitol high and uh you know th- th- there's new setup out there yeah in you know before my time too troy but uh the district and the community passed a 2017 bond and then mm-hmm. in 2019 a lot of that was three new element two three new elementaries but also security upgrades across the district uh we are just now in the process of finalizing that i think we've got another 10 months before that's uh, completed but you'll see the three door entry systems into elementary schools or the security cameras that are out. So um, that's that was an important piece for our community to keep our kids safe. Yeah, it takes a few more minutes to get in maybe and, and to get all that going. We, we started with the elementaries and then the middle schools worked in there. So now high schools and stuff, it, it yeah. takes a few more minutes to get in. And some for, I know for some of the kids, it's probably a little frustrating that it's not not every door is open now. Yeah. Uh, out been, at the high school. I've been hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> but this <laughs> is my door. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so there's going to be a, a little bit of getting used to, but it, it, it's security and safety for our kids, and, and that's number one. Absolutely, yeah. We just not to have access and um, availability to walk into any school anywhere, right? So the doors are shut down, and we really have points of uh, entry that we can monitor. Yeah. But makes sense. Helen Public School Superintendent Rex Welts with us on Coffee Break. And I suppose related to some of that you have, uh, I noticed the sixth annual Helena Sun Run is coming up. 
in a few weeks out at uh, Central School, and uh, all the proceeds for that go to benefit or go to pay for installation of some solar equipment. Yeah, that's uh, and news to me. I, in fact, Troy, I think I'm glad you brought that up. Last night, uh, we decided we're going to do it. We're we're in the rent. It's a one mile walk and a 5K run, right? Okay. And I think the proceeds go to those um, solar panels and it. Um, renewable energy. And I know Jim Darcy is working through that process as well. And so throughout the district, there'll be sol- um, renewable energy uh, resources throughout um, each school. So this is the, for me, it's my first time. So it's, yeah, it, it'll be so good. So are you going to gonna walk or are you going to run? I'm going to, well, I'm, or are you going to walk the run? Troy, you got to understand I'm not a runner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll try, uh, I will attempt to run, but it's, uh, as uh, my better half says, the it's not pretty. Well, you know, I think you've got to walk just so you can greet everybody. True, it's really I, probably an obligation for but you. But I'm also real competitive, right? So I um, I like to run and push myself, and so it'll be it'll be a walk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at some point, I'll have to uh, break into some sort of a trod. There you go. There you go. So that's coming up. Uh, it's Saturday, October second, out at Central School. All the right. proceeds for that uh, supporting installation of some solar equipment on. Uh, I, I think three elementary schools right now. Yes, correct. So that's pretty cool, and, and, and it's a cool cause, you know, and, and it's one of those things where that way it, it goes in and everybody goes, oh, look what my tax dollars paid for. No, this is, I mean, we're raising money for this. This is There's some work going into this. Yeah, it's exciting, and um, to, I'll get um, more knowledge around it as I start to explore and get there and um, see how it operates. And so yeah. I see this is a year one of, of many years. Yeah, I think it's a great thing, and uh, probably just enough time to mention that uh, free breakfast and free lunch again uh, for students throughout the school year, and that's that that's for all students, right? It is, uh, and, and great um, recognition. I, I think it's time to a shout out for Robert Worthy and his crew. He's around, fantastic, uh, unbelievable. Over a hundred thousand meals over the summer, and and if you look at uh, their their office space, their their kitchen, it's not much bigger than our office here that mm-hmm. we're sitting in it's it's small and they just produce food and it's if nothing else is more important than i think that having kids that are not hungry during the school day and so the work that they do and the space that they're doing in and the attitude that they have um kudos and shout outs to to robert and his team yeah and they crank out good food it's not just uh peanut butter and jelly every day absolutely nothing wrong with that you know but... in in multiple at, at some points there's multiple options for kids um so yeah they take it serious and they love their work um it's a really a dynamic crew they got a great attitude their performance is amazing you know they come to work ready to roll and serving kids which i love yeah. So uh, shout out to all uh, to Robert and uh, all of his folks out there at uh, Sodexo. And yeah, free breakfast, free lunch to all students in the uh, Helena School District uh, throughout the year. It's a, it's a great thing. We ha- had the money through some of the, the COVID relief stuff. And that's a great place to put it. It is. It, it, you could be, it'd be hard fought to find another place that's more important, right? Yeah. Um, through the, you know, I, I was administrator through COVID for many, many years and, or for the two years. And one of the most important things we did was being able to provide nutrition for um, families, especially those that are sitting at home. Right. Yeah. So, um, Robert and his crew has done amazing. Good job. Robert, I appreciate you. We got to have him in here on the show again. It's been a little while since he's been in. We got to set that up. He would so, enjoy that. Uh, Rex, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Troy. It's I always appreciate a pleasure. It. Appreciate all the work that you do. Thanks to all yeah. the, of the teachers out there, and we'll see you tomorrow. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. 
Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.